for joining us again um, for another night live streaming, discussing, reflecting on what's happening in Gaza and in Palestine. Today, uh, I am the Assistant Director of Research at Yaqeen, and I'm joined today, alhamdulillah, by our Sheikh Yusuf Wahab, who is our Director of Quranic Studies here at Yaqeen, alhamdulillah. So, crazy to think, looking at my calendar right now, it's October 19th. We're almost two weeks into the genocide that's happening in Gaza, and alongside what the people in Gaza are facing, you've got now dozens of Palestinians in the West Bank who are being killed. And if you're like me, I've been glued to my phone, right? I'm just constantly scrolling, going back, watching videos, sending messages, getting WhatsApp messages, and it feels like it just can't, it's not ending, right? But it's not even that it's not ending, you almost feel guilty if for a second you're taking a break and not checking the news and not staying up to date. And for me, at least the way that my body's reacting, we had you know, a reflection today with, with the team as to how everyone's reacting differently. And for me, I, I somehow can't stop sleeping, right? It just, it feels like there's so much fatigue in my body. And I feel really guilty putting my phone down for any second. So what we really wanted to do today was just take a moment and to reset, right? Just take a moment to pause, to reflect, to think about what is going on and really what does this all mean for us? Alhamdulillah, today is Thursday, right? So my time zone is Thursday night, so we're actually in the day of Friday. It's a blessed, blessed day for us, and it's an opportunity for us to increase in our du'a, increase in our connection, but really just take a moment to stop, to pause, reflect, and think about things. And really, I think that the emphasis on not feeling guilty is something that we wanted to you know, reflect about and to think about, that when you take a moment for yourself to reconnect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you take the moment to sit back and take a break in order to strengthen yourself for the people of Gaza, in order to strengthen yourself for the situation, with that intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept it from us as a means to regain that strength. And the Prophet وسلم, tells us, and we know this in a hadith in Tirmidhi, that that someone who has food, that alhamdulillah, we have food right now, and we are grateful, it's like someone who is fasting and is patient. We know what's happening in Gaza, that they don't have access to food, to access to water, that they are really in this, this state of forced fasting, and that their patience, that they their patience is has been exemplary, that there's nothing, it's unmatched, right? The resilience, their patience, their courage has been unmatched. And, and the Prophet tells us that if you have, you're not in that situation, that you have food and you have these blessings and you are grateful for it, that the two are, are can be equal in reward with that intention. So we nourish ourselves in order to support the people of Gaza, in order to regain that strength, both whether it's with, with the food that we have, we think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we make du'a, we use that strength then to make du'a for the people of Palestine, that they do also have access to food and to water, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects them. So I just wanted to set that, you know, that tone for a second, that you taking a break and caring for yourself, even if it's a few minutes, maybe an hour, whatever it is, a day, that do that with the intention of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and gaining your strength back for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for the people of Gaza. I want to give three tips. I'll just talk for a few minutes, give a few tips as to what we can do, what that break can look like. And then inshallah, I'm going to pass to Sheikh Yusuf. He's a beautiful voice, alhamdulillah. He's going to read the uh, first two pages of Surah Isra. We're going to have the translation on screen, the, the Arabic script on screen, so you guys can follow along, really enjoy his recitation. And then, inshallah, we're going to go ahead and conclude with um, a du'a by Sheikh Yusuf as well for the people in Palestine. 
So really looking forward to just taking this opportunity together tonight to sit down, pause, reflect, and think. So my first tip for you is, again, is it's Friday night, right? So number one is to pray to Hajjit and make du'a. That we talked about this, you know, Yan Tom, Dr. Rathman talked about this in, in yesterday's session, that really transforming yourself, you need to become the best version of yourself in order for your du'a to be accepted. So making the intention right now to get up for Tahajjud, to pray Tahajjud and make du'a on this blessed Friday night, at a time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he comes down to answer our du'a, that our, you know, your du'a is more likely to be answered, that is an intention that I want everyone to make. And when you get up for Tahajjud, I want you this time to not just make du'a for the people of Palestine, that that should be a priority, but also make du'a for yourself, right? Think about, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for you, for the strength for yourself and for your community, for your family, for this ummah, right? And so one dua that, uh, that Sheikh Tahir, our uh, director of systematic theology, had shared with us is a dua that one of the successors, one of the Tadirin used to make. And used to make this dua, Allahumma inni as'aluka sidqat tawakkuli alayk. That, oh Allah, I ask you for true reliance. And the best assumption of you. And this, this, this dua is so profound because if you take a moment, it's almost like when you stop to take a moment and to reflect, you're left with your thoughts. And those thoughts can be overwhelming, terrifying, doubtful sometimes. Why in the world is all this happening? Where is all of this going? Why is my dua not being answered? You know, all of these thoughts start to overwhelm you. And this dua really brings into perspective that, you know what? God, give me true reliance on you. There is no one in control but you. The whole world can turn their back on us. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. There could be no one left standing. But true reliance on you means recognizing that you are entirely in control of this. Right? The dua, that's part of it. The best assumption of you. That you are fully in control. We have full reliance on you. And we know that you want the best in the situation from start to finish. That whatever you have planned, you are al-Hakim. You're the most wise. You're, you're al-Aziz. You're the, the great. You are all of these beautiful names that we know you of. And we want the best assumption of you in this process. And we want you to, that, to give us that true reliance. So make these types of du'a. Ask us for strength, for clarity. And, you know, one du'a that I've, I've always made for myself, but I've now started to think about it in a different light, how I can make it for the ummah. Allahumma adina al-haqqa haqqan wa that oh Allah show us truth as truth and allow us to follow it and show us falsehood as falsehood and allow us to abstain from it, to, to stay away from it. And as we all know, in a world that is so far from the truth, there's there's fake news and lies and propaganda and whatever it is all over the place. Sometimes it's just overwhelming confronting this, like what is true and how, and, and even if we have access to that truth, how, we want the rest of the world to have access to that truth. So I've been making dua personally, that Ya Allah, show the world truth for what it is and allow them to follow it and show them falsehood for what it is and allow them to abstain from it, right? So these du'as, in a way, are giving you the strength to connect back to Allah in order to increase in your du'a and your connection with the people in Palestine. So get up tonight, make an intention, wake up for tahajjud and make du'a for yourself and for the people of Palestine to give you that strength. The second... Um, Second piece of advice I want to give in terms of resetting is really taking this opportunity with, with this feeling of overwhelmingness to sit back and reflect on the Quran, right? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, uh, 
right? The, the, the people who believe that remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's word, words is what's going to bring that contentment. That, you, you know, that, that feeling, I mean, I, I don't think I even need to describe it. That feeling of all experiencing is just lack of contentment, lack of tranquility, lack of sakina. We have that, that rage, that frustration, as we should. In order to calm that, to guide that anger, to guide that frustration, to have that contentment of heart, is to come back to the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I just want to share this. I don't want to take too long so we can listen to Sheikh Yusuf's beautiful recitation. Is that, subhanAllah, there's certain verses in the Quran that I've read a million times over, right? Certain verses describing battles, whether it was during the life of the Prophet or it was with past prophets, describing the you know tensions of war and the struggle that comes with it. And I think this is the first time in my life that there are certain verses that it was like the first time I've ever, ever heard them. It's the first time that they resonated with me in a way that wasn't just like, this is all, oh, this is a historical, you know, reference to the Prophet's life. And this is what the companions went through. And it was the first time that I'm listening to these verses, I'm thinking to myself, this makes 100% sense, right? This is the first time that I can connect. And every situation, right, is going to allow you to read the Quran in a new light. So take this as an opportunity. We're having these intense emotions. Take this as an opportunity. Read the Quran with those emotions. Read the Quran with that struggle in mind. Read the Quran with Palestine in mind. And SubhanAllah, you'll start to make connections that you've never seen before. There's a verse in talking about when they go to fight Goliath, right? When Jalud takes his, his army and you have, you know, a small group of people that eventually go along with him. And you have, you know, that the people they started doubting, right? We're going to go fight this massive giant with this humongous army. And, and and the people that actually went through and had the strength, they reminded the people that were, wanted to stay behind. They reminded the people that were like, you know what, we're out of this. Public opinion's not on our side. We're way outnumbered. We give up. What did the people respond that went and fought Goliath? They responded, like, how many people throughout history that were so small in number that they were able to conquer triple, quadruple their size because they have God on their side? Right? I think to myself, man, we are so outnumbered. It's not about the numbers. It was never about the numbers hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, and it's not about the numbers today. So you start to see those connections, that dua that you're making, that you want that true reliance on God, and that true reliance comes out in these stories that you see people throughout history. No, it's not about the numbers, right? And then and they make the dua before they go to fight. That Give us perseverance, Ya Allah. Make our feet set, our feet firm. Give us that strength and give us victory. Take that dua, take that context and apply it to, to what's happening in Gaza, happening in Palestine. And make that dua for yourself. Make that dua for yourself for the people of Gaza. Rabbana, grant them patience. Make their feet firm. That grant them victory. So these verses, in a way, not just as a way to bring contentment to your heart, but also it opens your eyes to what's happening in a way that you might not have read those verses before. And so that is one thing that we're going to do today, inshallah. Sheikh Yusuf will explain, give an introduction to Surah Isra, why he'll be reading Surah Isra, and then um, listen to that beautiful recitation as a way that we can all do this together, that moment of reset together. The last thing I just wanted to conclude with this, and I'll pass along, inshallah, is that really don't forget to hedge Quran, all this is amazing. Also, never want to forget number three is just to unplug, engage in physical activity, take a break. 
for a lot of us, in, at least on this side of the world, it's the fall colors, uh, enjoying nature, really that opportunity to sit back and to disconnect is so important. I had to force myself a couple times this week to literally put my phone in airplane mode, put it on do not disturb. And even when it was 10, 20 minutes, it felt like it was hours because I was so used to scrolling and reading that giving myself that time. And I forced myself yesterday, I went for a long walk by myself just to sit and reflect. So I invite you to do the same. You really, really need to do it um, to, to give that, that moment of reset, that break, not for yourself only, but for the people as a, you're going to be doing that as a favor to them. And so we wanted to invite you all to do that with us together here and to really rely on Allah Subh'ala for that strength, bring that tranquility, bring that contentment to our hearts, and then transform that contentment, that tranquility into more dua, to more prayers, to more action uh, in any way that supports the people of Palestine. So with that, I'll go ahead and pass it on to Sheikh Yusuf, who will, will briefly talk about Surah Isra and then bless us with his beautiful recitation, inshallah. Jazakum Dr. Sneem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wassalam ala rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As you have highlighted, uh, the team has been engaging with uh, the events uh, that have afflicted our brothers and sisters in Gaza for the past 12 days now. Um, we have been talking about this topic from different angles and throughout most of the perspectives we're taking to approach this topic, we're always bringing up uh, verses from the Quran, uh, bringing up the idea or the concept of connecting with the Quran. How can we bring the Quran into our lives? How can we, we read and listen to the news uh, with a Quranic angle, with a Quranic lens to understand or to make sense at least of everything that is happening around us. And this is really the importance of reading the Qur'an over and over. Uh, as you mentioned that sometimes you, you, you have read a verse for like hundreds, thousands of times, but you've never really thought about it from a particular perspective. And that's why, subhanAllah, one of the miraculous things about the Qur'an is that لا يخلق على كثرة الرد ولا تنقضي عجائبه the, the, the wonders of the Qur'an uh, never cease to end. We're always finding new things in the Qur'an. Um, the crucial part about engaging with the Qur'an properly is to contextualize the verses that we're reading and to try our best to make sense uh, of the relevance of these verses to our lives. Tonight, inshallah, um, I will recite the first 22 verses from Surah Al-Isra. Surah Al-Isra is one of the great chapters of the Quran, the Surah as we know, that documented the miraculous journey of the Prophet ﷺ to the heavens, through which he passed by Jerusalem and Al-Majid Al-Aqsa, through which he led the rest of the prophets and messengers in prayer in Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa is the surah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored Al-Aqsa Mosque in it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala established the connection between Al-Aqsa Mosque and Al-Masjid Al-Haram, the holy mosque in, in, in Mecca, to establish the sacredness of Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa in addition to Al-Masjid Al-Haram and to also reflect the monotheistic principle of our religion and the finality of the message of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that it's, he's the final prophet and these places represent our theology, represent our monotheistic belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in the rest of the principles of faith as the Prophet ﷺ conveyed to us. Surah Al-Isra is a Meccan surah um, that is considered to be among the early revelation to the Prophet ﷺ in Mecca. It consists of uh, 111 uh, verses. And it was revealed during or towards the end of the Meccan period of the life of the Prophet ﷺ. It was said to 
have been revealed uh, on the 11th year after the Ba'tha, after the Prophet وسلم, started preaching the message, which means approximately one year and maybe a couple of months before his move or migration to Al-Madina It's a surah that the Prophet وسلم, treasured and considered to be very dear to him. He mentioned the surah in a hadith uh, reported by Imam al-Bukhari alongside some other chapters of the Quran and he described them saying He said that these chapters, these uh, surah are from the early revelation that were received and, and the early revelation that I, that I memorized it is something that he treasured and he felt connected to the early days of his message وسلم, and how surah al-Isra came in a very crucial time in the Meccan period of his life, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That's why Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha reported that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam kana yaqra'u kulla layla bani Israila wa zumar. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to recite every night Surah al-Isra, the chapter of al-Isra and the chapter of al-Zumar. And one of the names of the surah is Surah Bani Israel. It's the chapter of the children of Israel because uh, the, the first part of the surah at least and across the surah in other occasions, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us about uh, some historical lessons about what happened in the area and some historical lessons about what happened with many Israel with the children of Israel so that uh, we can take lessons, we can actually reflect and understand uh, uh, the history and understand the implications uh, of this history today and how we approach um, the events that we're actually watching and engaging with uh, today. Surah Al-Isra as well um, was revealed or parts of it were revealed after some uh, Meccan folks who were not Muslims came to the Prophet and they wanted to challenge him so sometimes he would ask him for these ridiculous questions trying to challenge him telling him that we can consider becoming Muslims if you turn the Mount of As-Safa into uh, gold or uh, to remove all these mountains around us so that we can actually cultivate the land and make use of it and Jibreel came to the Prophet and he gave him the choice. He told him, if you want, we can, we can actually answer their request. We can give them what they wanted. Uh, but if you want to be more compassionate, if you want to be uh, uh, merciful to them, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that they're not serious about their request. Because Jibreel told the Prophet if we answer their request and they don't believe in you, we are going to destroy all of them. And the Prophet ﷺ chose that. He want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give them uh, more time, to give them a choice. He said, بِهِمْ He said, like, I just like want, want to wait. I want to be patient with the situation. I want the proof of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be established against them. And after that incident, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the surah, Surah Al-Isra, a very interesting and uh, scary ayah in a sense in which he says that the only thing that prevents us from sending and showing signs to people is that previous peoples and previous nations have been disbelieving our signs these signs didn't really make the, the previous people believe in us throughout the, the Quran we read the stories of the other prophets before the Prophet Muhammad how they saw the miracles of Allah literally in front of them in a physical sense and they did not believe in their prophet. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, we send signs, but people do not actually give reason. People do not interact with signs in, in a proper sense, in, in an impartial sense. People just bring in their own biases 
and preconceived ideas about this world and they just want to challenge the Prophet for no rational uh, reason. Surah Al-Isra contains an ayah that the Prophet uh, called the, the verse of dignity, Ayatul Izza or Ayatul Izz. It's the verse that, that reflects the dignity of this deen. And it's actually towards the end of the surah in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي لَمْ يَتَّخِذْ وَلَدًا وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ شَرِيكٌ فِي الْمُلْكِ وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ وَلِيٌّ مِنَ الذُّلِّ وَكَبِّرْهُ تَكْبِيرًا And he's commanding the Prophet وسلم, and all of us uh, to say praise belongs to Allah who has no child uh, and has no partner in his rule. He is not so weak so to need the protector, he doesn't, he is, he's, he's like sufficient, he's the all sufficient subhanahu wa ta'ala, doesn't need anything, doesn't need any power. And proclaim the, the limitless uh, uh, greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah Al-Isra always reminded the Prophet of difficult times. And he said once in a hadith, whenever I feel uh, a sense of distress or I feel stressed, Except that Jibreel uh, would come to me and say, Ya Muhammad, O Muhammad, say, I, I, I put my trust, I rely only on Allah, the one who, who never dies. All praises to Allah, the one who has no child. These phrases in that dua are exactly in Surah Al-Isra towards the end. And actually part of it was in the ayah that I, that I just recited. And that was a dua that he said every time I'm feeling stressed every time I'm feeling karb. Karb actually is a stronger word than stress. It's like a feeling of distress or like a, a big uh, issue or a big calamity that he's going through. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Jibreel would come and remind me to say, Tawakkaltu ala al-hayy la yamut walhamdulillahi lam yattakhid walada. Surah al-Isra is full of um, reflections of how to glorify Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, one of the names of the surah, because the surah has multiple names, Surah Al-Isra, as we mentioned, Surah Bani Israel. A third name is Surah Subhana. Sometimes scholars would call the surah with the first word that the surah begins with. Uh, to some Surah Subhana, it's, it's, it's called Surah Subhan that, that reflects this, um, that when we glorify Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and believe that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is nothing like Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, nothing ever that we can conceive is similar or even close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This concept of tasbih is, is mentioned in the surah multiple times. The surah begins with Subhanallah asra bi abdih. The surah in the middle says, Tusabihu lahu samawatu sabru wal ardu wa man fihin. All the seven heavens and the earth and all what is therein, they glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, the surah also says, Wa yaquluna subhana rabbina in kana wa'adu rabbina la maf'ula. The believers would say, Subhanallah. Uh, glorified is Allah. Um, the the surah also um, highlights the the prominence and the significance of the Quran. The word Quran is mentioned in Surah Al-Isra eleven times, and one of these times the surah expresses the Quran to be shifa, to be healing. And it is beautiful that the surah couples shifa, healing with mercy, rahma, together to be the, a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us. And it's a real shifa, it's a real healing for, for any difficulty we're going through. Uh, we understand the ayah literally, because when you read the Quran, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant our bodies shifa and healing. And we, we read the ayah figuratively that whatever we're going through, we read the Quran and we find comfort in the Quran. 
And comfort here is not only about emotional comfort or psychological comfort. Comfort here is also through making sure that we're actually seeing things the right way, making sure that we're actually seeing the truth as it is, and making sure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enabling us to see the truth and enabling us, inshallah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to commit to the truth and to stand uh, by the truth and to advocate for the truth. Um, the surah also talks about the inimitability of the Quran, the challenge of the Quran against the Arabs, and against not only the Arabs, every person that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created, whether Arab or non-Arab, if all mankind and jinn would come together to bring or produce something like the Quran, they will never be able to do so. This is a verse in Surah Al-Isra. Um, Surah Al-Isra, Al-Isra answers the question that people ask the Prophet ﷺ multiple times. And people continue to ask until today why the Quran was revealed over time, why the Quran wasn't revealed at once as one text. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it's a, it's a book, it's a, it's a Quran that we have revealed in parts. And then Allah explains why. So that you can recite it to people at intervals. And then Allah says, We have sent it down little by little. It's the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the Quran is a text deeply rooted in context. It's a text that we need to engage with. It was answering questions of the companions. It was addressing problems the companions were raising. It was addressing uh, situations the companions were facing with the Prophet And that wasn't only special to them. This is for every single Muslim until the Day of Judgment. It's a principle in our theology to believe in the universality of the Quran, that it's applicable all time, regardless of the, 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 whatever time or space the Quran, there's always guidance in the Quran for all our situations. The surah provides multiple theological principles about the Day of Judgment, about the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't punish people until he sends them a messenger. The surah talks about so many different morals and, and, and uh, values. Talks about being good to, to one's parents. Talks about strengthening the, the ties of kinship. Talks about being good to people in need. Uh, talking about uh, forbidding and prohibiting um, evil acts such as wastefulness or killing or adultery or uh, deceit in transactions and, and, and sale. Uh, consuming the wealth and property of orphans, uh, being arrogant, and, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses arrogance in a very unique sense in the surah that, uh, that he doesn't do in, in other verses in the Quran. All these uh, morals and values are in the surah. And then one important thing the surah actually highlights is that no one has control of anything except Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenges those people in Mecca. Call on whoever you want besides Allah. All those fake idols that you're worshipping besides Allah, call on them, ask them for help, bring them all together. Unequivocal challenge against all the society. They will never be able to, to prevent you from any harm or change your situation whatsoever. Whatever, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills, it will actually happen. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees, it is his destiny, it is his qada. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing us with how we are receptive to the qadr, how we're actually engaging with the qadr that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees for every single one of us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to, to connect with the, with the Qur'an. And we ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to, to read the Qur'an with open hearts. We ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala to open our hearts and minds 
to receive the guidance and the mercy of the Quran. Amin, amin. Inshallah, I will uh, start reciting uh, the first 22 verses of Surah Al-Isra, trying together to bring some of these meanings at least into our minds and hearts. And then after that, we'll conclude with dua, inshallah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبحان الذي أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى الذي باركنا حوله لنريه من آياتنا إنه هو السميع البصير وآتينا موسى الكتاب وجعلناه هدى لبني إسرائيل ألا تتخذوا من دوني وكيلا ذرية من حملنا مع نوح إنه كان عبدا شكورا وقضينا إلى بني إسرائيل في الكتاب لتفسدن في الأرض مرتين ولتعلن علوا كبيرا فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ أُولَاهُمَا بَعَثْنَا عَلَيْكُمْ عِبَادًا لَنَا أُلِي بَأْسٍ شَدِيدٍ فَجَاسُوا خِلَالَ الدِّيَارِ وَكَانَ وَعْدًا مَفْعُولًا ثم رددنا لكم الكرة عليهم وأمددناكم بأموال وبنين وجعلناكم أكثر نفيرا إن أحسنتم أحسنتم لأنفسكم وإن أسأتم فلها فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ الْآخِرَةِ لِيَسُوءُوا وُجُوهَكُمْ وَلِيَدْخُلُوا الْمَسْجِدَ كَمَا دَخَلُوهُ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةٍ وَلِيُتَبِّرُوا مَا عَلَوْا تَتْبِيرًا عَسَى رَبُّكُمْ أَنْ يَرْحَمَكُمْ وَإِنْ عُدْ تمعدنا وجعلنا جهنم للكافرين حصيرا إن هذا القرآن يهدي للتي هي أقوم ويبشر المؤمنين الذين يعملون الصالحات أن لهم أجرا كبيرا وأن الذين لا يؤمنون بالآخرة أعتدنا لهم عذابا أليما 
وَيَدْعُ الْإِنسَانُ بِالشَّرِّ دُعَاءَهُ بِالْخَيْرِ وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ عَجُولًا وَجَعَلْنَا اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ آيَتَيْنِ فَمَحَوْنَا آيَةَ اللَّيْلِ وَجَعَلْنَا آيَةَ النَّهَارِ مُبْصِرَةً لِتَبْتَغُوا فَضْلًا لِتَبْتَغُوا فَضْلًا رَبِّكُمْ وَلِتَعْلَمُوا عَدَدَ السِّنِينَ وَالْحِسَابَ وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ فَصَّلْنَاهُ تَفْصِيلًا وَكُلَّ إِنْسَانٍ أَلْزَمْنَاهُ طَائِرَهُ فِي عُلُقِهِ وَنُخْرِجُ لَهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ كِتَابًا يَلْقَاهُ مَنْشُورًا اقْرَأْ كِتَابَكَ كَفَى بِنَفْسِكَ الْيَوْمَ عَلَيْكَ حَسِيبًا مَنْ اهْتَدَى فَإِنَّمَا يَهْتَدِي لِنَفْسِهِ وَمَنْ ضَلَّ فَإِنَّمَا يَضِلُّ عَلَيْهَا وَلَا تَزِرُ وَازِرَةٌ وِزْرَ أُخْرَى وَمَا كُنَّا مُعَذِّبِينَ حَتَّى نَبَعَثَ رَسُولًا وَإِذَا أَرَدْنَا أَن نُهْلِكَ قَرْيَةً أَمَرْنَا مُتْرَ فِيهَا فَفَسَقُوا فِيهَا أَمَرْنَا مُتْرَ فِيهَا فَفَسَقُوا فِيهَا فَحَقَّ عَلَيْهَا الْقَوْلُ فَدَمَّرْنَاهَا تَدْمِيرًا وَكَمْ أَهْلَكْنَا مِنَ الْقُرُونِ مِنْ بَعْدِ نُوحِ وَكَفَى بِرَبِّكَ بِذُنُوبِ عِبَادِهِ خَبِيرًا بَصِيرًا مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الْعَاجِلَةَ عَجَّلْنَا لَهُ فِيهَا مَا نَشَاءُ لِمَنْ نُرِيدُ ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَا لَهُ جَهَنَّمَ ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَا لَهُ جَهَنَّمَ يَصْلَاهَا مَذْمُومًا مَجْحُورًا وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةَ وَسَعَى لَهَا سَعْيَهَا وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ فَأُولَئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمْ مَشْكُورًا كُلًّا نُمِدُّ هَؤُلَاءِ وَهَؤُلَاءِ مِنْ عَطَاءِ رَبِّكَ وَمَا كَانَ عَطَاءُ رَبِّكَ مَحْظُورًا انظر كيف فضلنا بعضهم على بعض وللآخرة أكبر درجات وأكبر تفضيلا لا تجعل مع الله إلها آخر 
لا تجعل مع الله إلها آخر فتقعد مذموما مخذولا صدق الله العظيم Zakallahu khairan, beautiful recitation. And for those who are following along, that was uh, Surah 17 and the first 22 verses. Jazakallahu khairan for your reflections, tafsir, and the recitation. Shaykh Yusuf, if you can end us with dua for Palestine, we would really appreciate that. Jazakallahu khairan. Ya Rabbana laka alhamdu kama yanbaghi lijalali wajhika wa li'azim sultanik. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin fil awaleen. Wa salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin fil akhireen. Wa salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin fil mala'i al-a'la ila yawmiddin. اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين اللهم كل أهلنا وذوينا في غزة اللهم كل أهلنا في غزة اللهم كل أهلنا في غزة اللهم إنه لا ناصر لهم إلاك فكلهم عونا ونصيرا اللهم رد عنهم الظل اللهم رد عنهم الظل اللهم رد عنهم الظل وانتقم ممن ظلمهم يا رب العالمين اللهم أمدهم بنصرك ومددك اللهم أمدهم بنصرك ومددك اللهم اشملهم بعطفك ورحمتك اللهم انظر إليهم بعين الرحمة ورحمهم يا ربنا مما هم فيه اللهم اشملهم بعين عطفك ورحمتك اللهم كلهم عونا ونصيرا اللهم ثبتهم ورد كيد عدوهم اللهم ثبتهم ورد كيد عدوهم اللهم ارفع عنهم الظل اللهم ارفع عنهم الظل اللهم ارفع عنهم الظل اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم اجعلنا من أهل الحق واجعلنا من أعوان الحق واجعلنا ممن ينطق بالحق اللهم لا تجعلنا ولا تحشرنا في ولا تحشرنا في زمرة الباطلين المبطلين والله we ask you to uplift the calamities of our brothers and sisters in Gaza we ask you to uplift their calamity we ask you to uplift their calamity we ask you to shower them with your mercy we ask you to shower them with your mercy. We ask you to shelter them. We ask you to grant them support. We ask you We ask you to protect them. Allahumma grant them protection and support. O Allah, grant them protection and support. O Allah, grant them protection and support. O Allah, everybody let them down. You're the only one who, who sees everything. You're the only one who's all-knowing and all-observing and all-knowledgeable of everything that is happening. We ask you, Ya Allah, to support them and to protect them against those who are oppressing them. We ask you, Ya Allah, to show us truth as is and to enable us to stand by the truth and to enable us to be the people of truth. And we ask you, Ya Allah, to resurrect us on the day of judgment among the people of the truth with the Prophet وسلم, his companions and all of our righteous predecessors. We ask you, Ya Allah, to send your blessings and mercy upon all the martyrs and the shuhada. And we ask you, Ya Allah, to grant healing and shifa for all the wounded ones. وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته آمين آمين جزاكم الله خيرا